Well, hello. I don't know where our lovely um, other host is, but um, I guess he'll show up. There he is, looking like uh, Charles Woodson. There you go. <laughs> That's the second time I've heard that in two weeks. <laughs> you look just like him. Yeah, people were saying that. I'm like, they're like, man, you know who you look like? And I'm, I know it's only a couple people that can say. I guess. Yes, indeed. So how was I gotta look like Let me see. Oh yeah, he looked just like Charles Woodson, the uh, sports analyst. Mm-hmm. How was y'all <laughs> doing? It's Tuesday again. It's a good week. Uh, good I almost week. cut my hair. You almost cut your hair. Yeah, I almost cut it off. I almost did. And what, what what happened? Why didn't you cut it off? What what was um, I switched it up. So I uh I'm um I'm gonna let the back grow in. So what I'm end up doing is once the back grow back in, then I cut it down. So cut and it I, down some and how? What do you mean by cut it down? So some? I, then I go back to the fro hawk that I used to have okay. and then regrow it again and then braid it again. Oh my god! Doing the most. Hey. Hey, look, look, Didi. I was told that since I'm able to grow my hair and I still have a great hairline intact, I, I need to utilize that and enjoy it. <laughs> don't cut my hair off because uh, it's going to be a day possibly that I won't hair. And it's so, yeah. it might not because you might always have hair. You're right. I mean, I'm 41 now. I'm. I'm perfectly fine. I don't, you know, I I mean, maybe when I'm like, what, 60 something? My dad died with a whole afro. He had all his hair. He was 70 something years old. All right. Some people, you're right. Some people, yeah, they just. So maybe you're right. I don't know. But, you know, people, I don't, yeah, because most of my friends that lost their hair, they lost it in their 20s. Mm-hmm. It's like yep. in the 20s, it started getting real thin and they was holding on for their life. <laughs> <laughs> like, buddy, let that it go. Line just think, going back. I think it like how was your how was your grandparents? They like how was their hair? I think it skips a generation. I think my I think my mom's dad still had hair. I, I think I'm pretty sure he did. Um, but he was 60. I think he was no, he might have been about 65 when he well, the ball hair. gene comes from the from the mom. Right, that's what I'm saying. And oh, so her uh, dad was doing his, I, I think yeah. he had his hair. So when he passed away, yeah, yeah. Be, you're, you're gonna be good. Well, for those of you who do not know who we are, we are the Breaking Barriers Podcast, and uh, it's three of us that make up this trio. So I will introduce us so y'all get to know us a little bit before we get into these topics because we have a special guest coming on and we want to get into it. So I will introduce uh, the legendary. Charles Woodson twin himself, Mr. Adrian Taylor, a.k.a. Mr. GC. A.k.a. Get my boogie on, baby. Oh, well, all right. You're going to be making another bit. Oh, never mind. Damn. Can't do it. <laughs> Can't do it. Can't do it. Can't do it. Hey, Lisa. And then we have my girl, Drina, a.k.a. Drina Dream. A.k.a. Drina finds out. Let's find out what's going on in these streets, girl. Man, these I'm, listen, I, I, 
I was gonna say uh swag, someone who admires God. <laughs> I don't know why I find these things with young thugs so funny. Why are they doing this? Because <laughs> he's going to jail and he's staying in there and he's gonna get a long, 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 long time. Anyway, we have our understanding they, the, the, the prosecutor ain't doing a great job, so they might be able to get him out of there. That's what I'm they hearing. They want him. They're going to yeah. find a loophole. They and then we have, we have our host. She always has the most going on. We never know what she's going to be at. Never know. Except for Tuesdays and Thursdays. <laughs> we're not as a core queen podcast. We all know we're going to be Thursday because it's pre-recorded, child. But Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we know what she's going to be on Tuesdays. We have the lovely Miss Didi, Miss AKA. The core queen. AKA. The year is almost over, and I'm excited about that. And I'll be I've been shaking the table all week. Not shaking Ruffling the table. feathers, ruffling feathers, <laughs> pissing people off, making people move. And that's on the get came out this week, y'all. Hey Risa, Ressa. I want to say her name. I'll be messing her name up. What up? Whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What up? Like, whoa. Listen, y'all. First of all, before we go, because Last night I jumped on uh, in the comments on the um, All Things Undone podcast with Granny. She is, you know, she was on last week. Cheryl, she was our guest. They was cutting up on there, y'all. They were cutting up real bad. And the dude Ross that was on in our comments last week went over there. Tell me, oh, that's Granny. <laughs> oh Lord, <laughs> he's like Granny. I heard you was carrying something behind behind you. You was dragging that wagon. I'm like, oh my, y'all. <laughs> It was a whole thing last night, okay? Talking about sex, it got uh, it got out of hand. <laughs> Listen, whoa, and uh, Jonathan was on it like, wait, 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 time out, wait, 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 wait. I said I could imagine Adrian being here right now. Oh my god, I got loose. I got. I'm always loose. Whoa, there ain't nothing new. <laughs> she got loose on anything. <laughs> I wasn't as loose as Granny though. She was going, ooh, child, ooh, Lord. She always be going in. <laughs> last night, I said, Granny. So we missed it. But we're gonna get into our trending topics of the week. Um, I don't even want to talk about the NFL recap. <laughs> <laughs> we got to. We got to talk about everybody getting hurt. Oh man. Yeah, Cheryl almost broke the show last night. Like it was a lot. It was ooh, child. Yeah, who was it last night? Um, what's his name? Uh, Trevor Lawrence. He got he hurt. Got her. And why they put that man on a car? I don't know. They had him. It took him about 10, 15 minutes <laughs> to walk off the field, and then another 10, 15 minutes to walk to the back. Oh like, man. Him? Who else right. got hurt? Um, Kirk. Uh. Christian Kirk got hurt uh, last night. And then, sheesh, I mean, all the quarterbacks that's currently down right now. It's, oh, they showed that whole list. It was like eight of them. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's it's pretty tough. It's pretty tough right now. Well, uh, all the Saints fans' feelings got hurt <laughs> again. Man. I can't even watch the game because it's just so frustrating. I'm not even a fan. 
it's frustrating watching that those games, the Saints game. Yeah, my grandmother, my grandmother loves Golden Corral. <laughs> I don't know. Do they have those up up north, mm-hmm. Golden Corral? Yeah, she loves Golden Corral. Um, she asked me when I come and get her, which is like fifteen miles in the opposite direction to get anyway. I brought a golden corral. My grandfather said he wanted to stay home and watch the game. When we got back, he was like, I should have went with y'all. <laughs> yeah. What whoa, what referee broke his fibula and dislocated his knee? What the heck oh. was he doing? Oh my God. I don't know. I it's just, over with. I just know one thing. I am so sick. And when I say sick, I am extremely sick and tired of Dallas fans. With their delusional asses, like y'all, so excited that the 49ers beat my my Eagles as if they didn't beat y'all. Like they scored the same amount of points and y'all scored less points. Cut it out. Mm-mm-mm. And we beat y'all too. Y'all cheering for a team that beat y'all, and we beat y'all too. I cannot wait to Sunday to get to this game with my son in Austin, Texas. Is in Austin? Well, the Dallas Stadium is in Austin. It's not in Dallas. Really? How come mm-hmm. I didn't know that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't either until we got there. And I'm like, we got to drive. What? <sighs> yeah, it's in Austin. It surely is. Yeah, Google Dallas hey, Stadium. It's going to come up with the address I, of Austin. I, no, I'm just, I learned something new today. I, I had no clue. Player made a tackle and slung his body while tackling and took out the rest. Ooh. Whoa. Jeez. Well, well, I guess we'll see next Sunday what's going on. But um, obviously, a lot been going on in the bed with Nelly and Ashanti, so because they got a baby on the way. Hmm. She's forty three and a baby. Lord, they say it ain't no Irv Gotti pissed. Listen, let me tell you something, Lord. Don't play. Do not play. I don't need that blessing. I'm good. Don't nobody need all the like. Come on, Look. hey man, it uh-uh. happens. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> uh-uh. Well, I want to read from y'all. This is a um podcast. Well, Instagram page is called "Not Your Typical Woman." Apparently, Ashanti blocked this page because I guess a few months back they tagged her in a post that said. <laughs> That Nelly would make her a baby mama before he'd make her a wife. Mm. So today they posted, didn't we tell y'all that Nelly would make Ashanti a baby mama before a wife? This was foreseeable. Whenever a woman cannot get the man she wants to marry her, she'll mm. settle for being a baby mama just to keep that man in, in her or have access to him. That is the closest to a commitment that she would ever get from him, and she knows it. Bet you she's going to have a baby shower as fancy as a wedding. What if she didn't want to be married, though? (laughs) I mean, she is Shanti. Fifty. He just had his 50th birthday party. She threw him the big party, bought him the big old school car. Yeah. His, kid, his kids is like 23 and like 29 or something like that. I mean, I knew he, you know, but I didn't know. I mean, I mm-hmm. I just thought he was in his late 40s. I didn't know he was turning 50. 
Okay. That's what's up, old Nelly Nell. I feel I mean, you. Uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, I don't know y'all. Cause see, y'all know how I feel about marriage, right? I don't, I'm good. I'm not, so I'm not against it. Like, you know, I, you know how we typically say indecent and in order, but they grown and old, like they got their money. They well off. Like if, I mean, Nelly took care of his, his, his two kids. Like he was very active in their life. So I don't, you know what I'm saying? I don't see him dipping off on her or nothing when she had a kid. Like that's not his MO. You know what I'm I saying? Just, I just can't imagine being my big age and pushing out a human being and not being married. I can't see. And I'm against <laughs> I just can't do it because I'm not. No, I. No, that don't sound right to me. I, I'm with you, but at the same time, I'm like, no, I just can't. Mm -hmm. it, it, you kind of got it. It is. It's kind of one of those fence things where you like. I mean, because she's 43, he's 50. Right. I mean, I, I don't know. I feel like at 43, they better stay together. I know that. That's I feel like if, you, if you're 43 and haven't had any kids and you done found your way back to this person you was in love with, shit, I mean, she probably want a baby and that clock is ticking. You found your way back. We know what we doing. You know what I want. I don't know. Maybe she don't want to be married. <laughs> but I do. I'm saying we, 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 can't, we can't assume. Maybe she got a power turn in the wheel. We we can't assume that she like what we doing. We need I to be married. My only, I just couldn't imagine pushing a baby out at forty three. Period. Married, none like at all. Forty three. At this big age, and I'm not saying me and my husband. I, I'm not. I am per, and I don't. And I am so against marriage. But a baby mama at forty three. No man, absolutely not. Mm. No man. Mm -mm. Can I get a promise ring? Shit. Mm -mm. <laughs> no, we ain't giving them out. A promise, oh, promise, man. promise, promise, promise you. Oh, I, I don't know. That's just, hey, they like it. I love it, honey. So we have a video for this next one. Um, I don't know if y'all want me to play a long version or the short version. Y'all let me know for uh, Charleston. Oh, what I sent you didn't work? That was short. Yeah, it does. It's, yeah, it's just, I mean, did you want me to just play that one-minute clip? I don't know if people I mean, going, you want to give a background on it? I mean, if I have the whole clip, I don't know if you want me to play the whole clip. <laughs> Whichever one you want to play, it's fine. Because oh. I don't know if, if everybody has heard the, the wait a minute, she said a promise ring at 43. A <laughs> baby mama is crazy at 43. <laughs> No, we got different last name. No, sorry. Okay, I'm let, let's let's move on to Charleston. Y'all listen to this clip, then we'll talk about it <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> oh God, what am I doing? Hold on, y'all. They didn't change the goddamn shit. Oh my God, what did I just do? Hold on. All right, here we go. I clicked the wrong button. Which one did you see? Okay, here we go. All right, Charleston White and Cam Newton. 
saying has some truth to it. It's just the, the delivery. You oh. standing, there's no denying that you're standing for and by your people. Well, here's the thing. Uh, when you're addressing evil, you can't worry about the delivery. When you're looking at the conditions of our community, you can't worry about the evil when you got kids that kill kids and say, we smoking on Tuca. See, they wasn't worried about the delivery when these kids in Chicago were talking about smoking on Tuca. Mm -hmm. They weren't worried about the delivery. I ain't got no manners for no slut. I'm going to put my thumb in her butt. The delivery? I like girls kissing girls where I'm from. And that's on the radio. Girls on girls. That's, they, that's promoting lesbianism to my daughter as we driving to school. This song they playing with Drake. Y'all worried about the delivery? These niggas talking about killing each other. And they really, that nigga thug said, nigga, I shot at your mama. You don't mention me no more. He really shot that nigga mama. And y'all worried about my delivery? These niggas are confessing to murders on songs. And y'all worried about my delivery? The conditions of black sucking them, talking about booty hole. Y'all worried about my delivery? Come on, don't be hypocrites, black people. Y'all can't listen to this music if y'all so caught up in my delivery. Don't do me like that. And the way y'all snap and pop y'all pussy to this music, the way y'all kill and drill to this music, don't trip about my delivery. Hey, yo, easy. Why you wear your pants like that? I wear my pants like that because that's easy access, baby. Easy. Why you talk like that? I talk like that to get my point across. Because when I wasn't talking like that, wearing a bow tie, y'all wasn't paying me no attention. And I was going to the Supreme Court, changing laws and legislations in this country. I was working with over 50 U.S. congressional members, from Ted Cruz to Mark Rubio, Senator John Cornyn. I was on the front page of the American Bar Association Journal. I had done a study with News 21, Walter Conkright School of Journalism. Y'all wasn't paying attention then. So, nigga, I gave y'all what y'all want. A ignorant motherfucking nigga that talk like them rappers. Now y'all listening. Now y'all paying attention, huh? I got y'all attention. Checkmate. I want you to play the next part. You want you want to play the whole thing? I want you to play the next part too, because he really go in. We fucked up as a race of people since y'all so caught up into my delivery. Five percent of children now are catching HIV from ages thirteen to twenty-one. What y'all worried about? 85% of the new chlamydia, all the new cases of teenagers. What y'all so caught up about? Mm. Nigga, only 35% of most kids in inner cities can read on or above their grade level. What the fuck are y'all talking about and these kids can't read? Mm. Come on, my nigga. So we gonna be real, let's be real. Oh, uh, I'm not bashing the black woman in her BBLs. I'm not bashing the, the black woman because she wearing eyelashes. I'm not fucking with the sister because she got too many baby daddies. I'm addressing men, boys and men, from Deion Sanders and his son to black people following a cult-like man but won't support local. How can black people give all this energy to one man and all these other black coaches from high school to college? Why is it just this one man? And we abandon hashtag HBCUs just like we abandoned no justice, no peace for George Floyd. Are we still mad about George Floyd? Are we still mad about police shooting? Is that why we not kneeling no more? Are we still boycotting the NFL? What happened to all these things? What happened? Nigga, because I'm still stuck on Tamir Rice while y'all stuck on my delivery. Mm -hmm. I'm still mad why ain't now motherfucker tore up the country behind Tamir Rice. Baby Tamir Rice is that. 
since we so in tune. Mm. Mm. What's mm. interesting is that um, I've been watching Charleston White for years. And literally, he's been screaming the same thing. He's been screaming it. And, for, and like he said, like people literally ignored him until he started acting an ass. When he started acting an ass, everybody want him on his podcast. Everybody want to have see him live stream. They want to share his stuff. He's been inflammatory. Now everybody want to hear him. His delivery. You worry about my delivery. It's, oh man, it's such an oxymoron, right? Like you said, man, the rap music we love and listen to daily, mm. we love it. But then when he get to talking about what he's talking about, what he's standing on, what he's standing on, and it's real talk. Like, don't get it twisted. It is absolutely real talk what he's talking about. Oh, don't nobody want to hear it because his delivery too harsh. <laughs> make it make sense. So we got a spoon feed. So in our music, nah, we ain't spoon feed nothing in the music. We ain't spoon feed nothing in the music. But let somebody stand on what they're standing on and talk about what they're talking about. And because they straight talking you, hitting you direct in your face with what they're talking about. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, your you delivery is harsh. You see it every day. You see it every day when, when I post something. I'm not being mean. I'm asking a question that has been plaguing our community with something, and we need to talk about it. Right. But because y'all so used to sweeping it under the carpet or making excuses for it, don't nobody want to talk about it, or they get offended, or they don't want to be held accountable. Diddy, that's because a hit dog gonna holler every, every single time. time. And they do it every time. Every time. Every so, like you said, when you post something, you know them hit dogs gonna holler. Well, because why? They gotta look themselves in the face and realize they ain't shit. Mm -hmm. You got and, that, and, and that's what I want you to do. Like I say all the time, I hope I offend you enough to change. Because I'm, I'm not here to tussle with you. We're trying to figure out how to fix these things. Right. I don't want to argue with nobody. But if, and, and, and literally, the only reason I post these things, especially for women, is because I was that. So I'm trying to show you what the other side looked like. But you won't want to hear me. You don't want to listen. You want to tussle with me. I ain't about to tussle with you. <laughs> <laughs> we, 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 we we say we stand on business but long as it's fuck shit that's what we stand on business on you know when the last time somebody got out and said I stand on business by holding my partner accountable for taking care of his kids I stand on business by being faithful to my wife I stand on business by looking out for the people around me I stand on business by trying to be the best person I can be for everybody around me we don't stand on business when it comes to that we stand on business when it's fuck shit in the streets. Oh, yeah, I ain't snitching. So I'm standing on business now. I'm hard. I'm gangster. I'm standing on business. Yeah. I... yeah. And that's the that's what's being perpetuated. And that's the things I, I try to ask men. OK, so if you did these things when you were young, what are you teaching your sons so we can stop it? Why do we keep making excuses? For being the low man on the totem pole, for being so financially irresponsible, so like for so long. Like, how do we stop it? Why do we keep doing it? Ain't nobody stopping y'all. I don't want to hear nothing about no system, no, none of that bullshit, because there's too much information out here now. It's too much access. It's too many people doing better than we were before. People don't want to be the sacrifice, right? Mm. 
People don't want to do that. People don't want to be the sacrifice to control their sexual energy. They don't want to do that. They don't want to stand on that. Right? It's easy to to continue to do what was pet, you know, perpetrated before you, right? So you you going to do what you saw. Right? Even if you think it's wrong, you're going to continue to do it. Why should I do something different? Why should I change? This is what I was showed. This is what people did before me. Well, if you know it's wrong, do something different. Show the people behind you something different. Yeah. You know, I can remember just growing up, like it was all about your sexual energy. Everything was about using it in the wrong way. And mm. no one ever talked about controlling your sexual energy. Stand on it, man. Like, keep it to yourself. Don't do it. Like, if you don't want to have sex with her, don't have sex with her. I've never mm. heard someone say that. Because I'll be honest, it was times where I was like, I, don't, I mean, I ain't want to have sex, you know, but to say that out loud as a teenager, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, you saw, oh, you must be gay. So oh, you can't no. even, you don't even know how to have that conversation with somebody of, I ain't ready. I'm just not, yeah. it ain't even nothing. Like, no, I'm not gay. I love women. I'm just not ready for oh. what comes with that. So who do you talk to when you're going up around everybody that glorifies it? Wow. Damn. Hmm. That, that's where that's where men have to step up. Like that that barbershop talk, that locker room talk, all of that bravado has to like it really got to stop making it seem like because you sleep with this many people that make you a man. Like, come on. That's what that's why we so behind. Because you spend so much energy doing that. Making all these babies with people who you shouldn't be making babies with and just wasting so much time. Wasting so much time. I had to get on my son the other day, y'all. He sent me a video of himself. When I tell you I was pissed off. I said, King, what's his name? Tiny and them something rubbed off on my goddamn child. He gets a video doing a little gun. I was like, hold on, you ain't no thug. You ain't never lived in nobody's hood. You ain't no gangster. Don't you ever post no shit like this. You got scouts and all that looking looking for you, checking for you in colleges. Why would you want to be that? I said, see, this is why you don't have no phone during the week now. Mm-mm. That's not even what you come from. Like, you know, we <laughs> I think I sent y'all that video. And it's like, I, I'm, I'm going to be honest, it's very big up here in this area because, I mean, of course, y'all have heard, you know, PG County is the richest black county mm-hmm. um, in America. But, you know, as far as the crime, it, it has the most crime in the state of Maryland. So make it make sense. Everybody want to be a thug. Mm-hmm. Everybody want to be a thug. Why? Like, why? Why do you want to be a thug? Why do you want to be a gangster so bad? You know, you want to know why? Because of what your boy said in that video. Channing. Channing yeah, Crowder. We got to that one yet, right? We, That's we the next topic. <laughs> because of what Channing Crowder, ignorant ass on the Pivot Podcast, said on this video we about to play, this <laughs> is why everybody want to be a gangster. I'm going to play the video so we can give you the answer, Adrian. <laughs> I was put out an album that was just talking about 
what he's doing now, giving away turkeys and giving away bikes. Nobody would buy that album. Jeezy's last one. Thank you. The trapper, I'm a trapper die Jeezy guy. Come on, but he evolved. But he evolved, he, and that album was terrible. <laughs> oh, it was terrible. You said, no, look at this. I'm thinking we about to be on the same page. I'm, I'm just saying, bro. No, we can damn walk, but like, what? Same production. You, the yeah. same production. It's, yeah. it's young Jeezy. He's one why of the best was, ever. Trapper die, all that stuff, why man. Legendary song. Because, and I, you might be talking to me when you're talking. I don't want to hear Jeezy talk about that. Jeezy talking about investments and buying buildings. Huh? You don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear it. Well. Jeezy, I'm the, I got a, bro, I bought a 1983 Monte Carlo SS, got the T-top cut in it, and got alligator skin put in there because Jeezy told me to get an orange Chevy when I, was, when I, when I got drafted. Chevy same, what, Chevy same color Tropicana orange juice. I went and bought one, spent 80 racks on it mm. because Jeezy told me to do it. Now he want to talk about, yeah, he's a CEO. That's good, Jeezy. Congratulations. But, but Shannon, here's the thing, though. You're one, of, you're one of the most diversified people I know. You own fishing boats. You own properties. You're, 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 into, you're into real estate, mm -hmm. right? Not only into real estate, you, you work in the media. Like, you have all of these diversified portfolios. So why is Jeezy speaking about those things in his music not something you'd want to hear. And I'm not, I'm not combating it because I think you're wrong. I'm just asking the question. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like, as you talk, bro, and I respect it and I understand what you're saying, but talking about, you know, uh, transitioning the Airbnb to a long-term investment property, mm -hmm. that's not good It's not going to make you money. That's not, it's not going to make money, but it's just not interesting. Right. You know what I'm saying? <sighs> so selling crack cocaine is interesting. Um, killing people on the corner is interesting, right? Beating folks up is interesting. Robbing and stealing is interesting. But how to make a bag isn't? Hell, I mean, but also this is coming from somebody that got a bag, which is already too in itself is a double entendre. I, I just can't understand, like, how he would get on here and say this and not only that and, and i get it because it's a podcast and they know chan channing is a fool and ryan not checking him he knew what he said was ignorant but ryan not checking him and and you know and fred not checking him like bro come on bro. like for real like you just said i brought a Chevy because Jeezy told me. Like, you just said that and then turned around and said, I don't wanna hear you talk about investments. Like, shouldn't him talking about investments make you want to get investments if that's the case? Yeah. Like, <sighs> I've been, I've been, I've, I've said this and I, I'll say this little point. I wanted a Suburban because Eight Ball talked about having a Suburban in his music. I wanted it solely because eight ball told me there was no other reason why I wanted a suburban. Mm -hmm. I wore air force ones, the ugliest shoe to me. I'm sorry for y'all that love air force ones. I would never buy a pair of air force ones again in my life. I wore air force ones because Nelly told me to, mm -hmm. that was the only reason you can only wear these shoes once or twice. They creased up and they're done. Like they mm -hmm. are the worst shoes, a waste of money to me. I would never buy a pair of air force ones again in my life. But I wore them because Nelly told me to. Do we not understand the power in music? Mm. 
it is power in these words that they're speaking. Mm -hmm. And so think about if the power was him, you know, if, if, if me following that, he's talking about selling drugs, he's talking about killing, right? What if that took my attention? Mm -hmm. if, if he was rapping about that. And it's guys that gets that, that attention follows that. So to say, I don't want to hear that. I don't hear you talk about investments. So you don't want a Jay-Z 444. You want Jay-Z Reasonable Doubt, which is a great album, right? Mm -hmm. But you don't want the progression, Jay, which, I mean, Jay-Z, we know Jay-Z went through that as he progressed his music progressed, right? And, you know, everybody want the old Jay-Z. Well, buy my old album. I'm not, I'm not there no more. Like, I'm a billionaire. Like, I'm not, I'm not putting out that type of music. So it's real disappointing. Hey, Mr. Uh, JR, I appreciate that. I, I, I listen, I appreciate you being focused, my boy. Look, uh, what was he want to call in? Look, we ain't gonna be able to get to our guests, we got to get to move. Oh, my goodness, I don't know. I, I thought it was weird that he used the comparison of spending eighty thousand dollars on a car, an old school, right? But you can't use that same analogy. On investing in a property, that's weird. He don't want to hear about the investments. He Just don't want to hear about how to invest. He want to hear about the, the BS. Yeah. Mm. Jesus, we are so far gone, y'all. Oh Lord, if he called my phone over there. Hold on. I don't know. All right, so we're gonna get to our last hot uh, trending topic. I don't even know what to believe with this, y'all. I really don't. Jeezy and Jeannie Ma. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. So I, I don't know if y'all heard last thing, you know, because she said he cheated. So of course his 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 people came out and said, absolutely not. He did not cheat on her. Um, you know, it's a court custody battle because you know Jeezy wants 50-50. She don't want to give Jeezy 50-50. That is the dumbest thing that I think happens. If you are both capable adults. I just think that you should have 50-50 custody. Like, I don't I don't get it. If, unless he's, you know, unfit, right? A parent is unfit. I think if you split, it should be 50-50. I don't understand why it's like, no, you get you just get minimal visitation rights. It can't be 50-50 where he gets her and, you know, takes her and, and spends time with her. Like, you got to, you know be the sole bearer of the child and you control when he sees her and all of that. I don't know. I think that's stupid, but she's also hurt because she, I mean, she's gone on record saying she did not want this, this divorce. She has been trying to fight the divorce, um, but she don't want to give him 50-50 custody of the child. So I think she's on a smear campaign now. He don't want to talk about it, but she does. That ain't even his MO. Yeah. <sighs> I, I found it weird that she in one breath says that he cheated on her, but then in the next breath when she did the interview the other day, she said that she found out about the divorce like we did, and she was gutted. So was he cheating or <laughs> because he knew that the prenup, what the prenup said, if he cheats, she gets half. So why would he file for divorce? Like it, it, what, she, what she's saying doesn't make sense at all. Yeah. Not at all. She just hurt. <clears throat> and in those cases, the only people, only the people involved are the ones that end up losing out because the lawyer is going to make all the money. 
Your child's mm-hmm. going to suffer because they're going to have bitter parents on both sides. Like, it's never a win-win. Like, like Adrian said, if the if if there's no harm in your child going over there, like, is he not going to be mm-hmm. in any harm's way or whatever? You might as well just go ahead and bite that bullet and do 50-50. <laughs> I think with her particularly, I think well, women like her as well. They they can't fathom or even accept the concept that we're not together. He's on the road a lot. Who's going to be with my child? So if he starts dating somebody else, they're going to be around my child. Like that whole scenario plays out in your head, and you like, oh no, I need to have sole custody of my child. Like I don't even know why he married that lady, but yeah. I don't even. She she showed yeah. all her cards on the show she was on, and I'm confused on why he chose her anyway. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I mean, not only am I confused why he chose her, I'm I'm confused that she even accepted. I know. <laughs> like I'm confused all the way around because he like, especially hearing what she said, I was shocked. Um, and and I think that because, you know, he isn't typically her type. And she fell in love with him and you know she said all these great things and now he wants to end it i think she's embarrassed you know i think yeah. she's extremely embarrassed and she's like this is my last chance to shame you so that's what i'm gonna do i'm about to shame you so, we're gonna see how this go it's gonna be different um we're gonna do one icebreaker because we ran long on the uh trending topic so we can bring our guests on um, I'm gonna do this one since you know I think it's uh funny. <laughs> Would you give up sex for five years for a million dollars? Is it all no. kind of sex? Can <laughs> <laughs> you tell me? <laughs> it's, a, it's a no for me, it's self pleasure included. Oh my god, Trina, <laughs> it's these are important. This is important to know. I ain't giving up none of it for no million dollars for five years. Hell no. No. Nah. to tell year one and my money gone and I'm sitting there looking crazy. No. <laughs> right, you sitting here, you frustrated. No. I couldn't do it. No. Uh-uh. Personally, Hell, I couldn't no. do it. I let y'all have that. I can't do it. I mean, like you said, it, you know, Drina over here trying. See that that all also tells you that Drina ain't doing it because she over here trying to make a negotiation. <laughs> Can I self pleasure myself for five minutes? I'm you just ain't, asking. Yeah. You ain't gonna want to do it. I'm trying to tell you. You gonna you, you gonna get to a point where you like, hold up, this ain't it. I'm good. No, <laughs> the fact that you even need that. Mm-mm. Nope, I couldn't do it. Y'all can have it. I can't do it. <laughs> right. Now, if we said 20, I might I might think about it. Yeah, because that's going to get you through the five. Like right. you ain't that's, gonna... <laughs> that's different, yeah. you know, because, never mind, I don't want to say that on here. But, you know, be. <laughs> like, that's, I'll just say that's not worth it to me. That's, no. that's not yeah. worth it. Longer in the presidential term, hell no. <laughs> that's not worth it. No. <laughs> All right, y'all, we're going to bring on our guest. I'm not sure which one of y'all is introducing her, but she was here last week, so they might remember. We have Francis coming back on. Francis is a Gulfport native. 
She is a teacher in the Gulfport School District. She's also the chess coach. We didn't miss it, mention that last week. She's the chess coach. Um, and she's also, you know, affiliated in the community in different avenues. And she's a youth leader at Morningstar Baptist Church. All right. Welcome back, Francis. Hey, y'all. Hey. What's going on? I'm so on? happy you're back because you didn't really get to talk. Hold up. What morning start? You see how long I've been gone? What morning It's over in Sarah City, you know. Yeah, it is. Yeah, Sarah City. Okay. Yep. yep. All right. I know You know, I know all the black churches. I had to go to them all. For, uh, I had to sing at them. All that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh Lord, that's right. You was the church kid. Yeah, I was church kid. <laughs> I don't sing no more. Not in public. You ain't gonna give us a tune or two. No ma'am. Me, 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 me. Not anymore. <laughs> that's on, I only got a uh, house voice now. Oh my God. <laughs> house of the Lord. No, my home. <laughs> <laughs> So Jason, you look different with your hair out. You know, I gotta you know switch it up every you know now and then. You have one. <laughs> See, look at that. You, I, you well, have well, one well, last week. Okay. Maybe last week was it curly or was it back? Was it was it back or? It might have been pulled back. Yeah. Well, we are going to get into our first main topic. Yeah. Both said, if you saying back in the day, bro, you was holding out when you went to church with me. <laughs> oh uh, I was in my rebellious stage at that point, and I was not trying to. Sing <laughs> I didn't want to be a part of church, just so you know. I was oh. forced, so I was gonna sing background because I remember you and Julius were up there forced to sing. Yeah, yeah, talk oh. on it. Yeah. Oops. You mom, your mom ain't whoop you and make you go out there. At that point, I was a teenager, like I was like 15, so it was different at that point. Adrian, what are you a tenor? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. They <laughs> had, me up there, had me up there singing, leading songs, and all that. So let me say this before before we move on. I can't. I I wished that I knew singing was cool because. Mm. If I would have known, known growing up that singing was cool, I would have definitely been a singer. I'm, I'm just saying. But I thought it was whack. I thought it was um, not the thing to do. So I wouldn't let people know that I could sing. I was like, yeah, no, nah, I'm not. No. Nah, mm -mm. So unless you caught me at church, you did not know at all that I was singing. I'm just you saying. could have been the next Tyrese. I'm just saying. I thought which, it was lame. Which because part on Halloween night? Which part on Silent Night is your favorite part to sing? No way. <laughs> so we know what you sound like. Dwayne, he still does now. What do you mean? <laughs> Why y'all doing me like this right now? Come on now. He still thinks everything's whack now. I did not. I did not think singing got you the girls. Um, no, I just did not think that. I. I I'm trying to think in church that the guy. That I did not sang, think that at all. You no, know, for me in church, the drummer. It was the drummer for me. See, see what I'm saying? Now, if I, <laughs> exactly if I was busting them drums, I would have been. Ah, <laughs> he was the cool guy. <laughs> I, like, just saying, I did not think the singer. And then you start seeing singers, and you like, oh man. Okay, well, I, I played myself on that one. I guess all right. But most of the singers. 
if I can remember, male singers back in the day, they was kind of, you know. Was... See, that's what I'm saying. That's that's my point. So it was like only the stars that you saw, and still, right? We hear stories about them. So it was like, eh, nah, that's not for me. I'm not singing. I'm not letting nobody know I sing. I'm good on this. So unless you were real old, one of the old old men. But the young, the young ones was the. Mm -hmm. I would not know because I did not grow up in the church. So this is all new for me. <laughs> I did not grow up in the church. I'm, I'm only. I, I started going to the church. Um, actually, I started going to the church I'm attending now, Morningstar, because my daughter, my seven year old, said, "Mama, I want to sing." Northwood, which is a uh, a non denominational church, and they have a choir. And she said, Mama, I want to sing. And I knew what that meant. And so we had to go and find a church for her to sing at. Now, now she's singing in, in, in multiple choirs. And she in the praise team. And they in the play. And I, I got to be in all this stuff because they, they <laughs> and so I'm roped in all the way. I'm all the way roped in on everything. So, so yeah. <laughs> This food. <laughs> oh my God. Really, Mr. JR? All right, y'all. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That's funny. Wow. Okay. Yeah. My son said hi, y'all. What, what up? What up? Help me pray for me, y'all. <laughs> Kenny, bye. Um, okay. I'm sorry, y'all. Let's let's get into the first question. All right. All right. So do no. Why do women protect men that abuse them? Why do y'all think that is? Well, I, I don't think that they necessarily are trying to protect them. I think that it's mostly just, a, you know, it's a it's an embarrassment. Like the women are embarrassed. And so mm. since they are a unit, it's a part of their guilt and shame and embarrassment. So. They're kind of trying to hide the embarrassment. That's what I really think it is. Could it possibly be denial? Um, I don't really think it's really denial. I think it's really just embarrassment. Okay. I mean, you can you can say denial. You, you can maybe say it's, they maybe think it's not as bad as it um, is, but mm -hmm. even still, it's still part of embarrassment. Just I think that's what it really boils down to. <clears throat> I feel like mm -hmm. some women, um. My daughter. They know. Hey, girl. I think that some women know that, like, they're they're gonna forgive him. So if I tell my family or my friends, mm -hmm. they're always gonna look at him this way. But you know, I, you know, when she feels like if I forgive him in a few days, they'll still be mad at him. So I'm not even gonna bring it up. You know, at this time, because I guess like Adrian said, the denial part, maybe. They don't think it is as bad as it is. Mm. I had this huge debate about this the other day with one of our past guests on the show. And he was so adamant about, well, I don't understand why women just won't leave. Like, why? Like, I'm like, have you ever talked to somebody that's been abused? Like, it's not that easy. Like, oh, he went to work today. I'm gonna just head on out. I'm like, it's not that easy. So they're literally like, I think like Francis said, I'm, we're trying to save face here. I don't want people to look at me differently. I don't want people to look at me like I'm weak. 
like it's a whole like facade that they're putting on so that people don't know or people won't look at you like oh she must be doing something wrong uh -huh. or if he's the if he's the one getting abused and then like my daughter said like you're literally being brainwashed every single day somebody is showing a good side and then the monster comes out and they show a good side and then the monster comes out and they're like wait a minute is it me like am i the crazy one Mm -hmm. and they're literally gaslighting you to make you feel like something is wrong with you mm -hmm. yeah you've been gaslit a lot like yeah. and you do feel crazy like am i like okay there's something like i'm missing something or did i do this or did i really do that did he really say that maybe i took it the wrong way and you're constantly questioning yourself all the time and protecting them protecting yeah. them at all costs so nobody looks at him like he's the bad guy yeah and then if something does happen or you do happen to say something to somebody else then the first question people tend to ask is okay so what did you do wrong or what was your role in all of this and then you know you, then you kind of get defensive like well, i didn't do anything or you know or and then you have to explain your role in the whole process that well see yep that's what you did wrong that's what you did. That's what you said. You should have said that or you should have did that. Not understanding. Okay, well, this is not new. This is something that's been going on for a long time. Um, so mm. it just it gets it gets kind of ugly. And then it's it's hard to explain to other people um, mm. the long strand of that or the history behind it. So so it's easier just to save face and just be like, okay, well, I'm just not even gonna talk about it. Yeah. Dwayne said, so is it they are being beaten into submission and loyalty, a.k.a. trained? I think it's a mental beaten into submission. I wouldn't say like physically. Some people are physically beaten like up front. I think the after a person has been mentally beaten into submission and then when a when the other person can't be mentally beaten into submission anymore, I think then there's a physical mm -hmm. that comes along after that. Mm. yeah and i think a lot of times like when i was having this conversation with this guy he was just he just could not wrap his mind around it i said it's because you've never been in this like you don't you your thought process isn't like that you're a man so you can protect yourself in that way like you're you're not going to be able to understand that and and empathize with somebody because you were coming to me with like all of these well this doesn't make sense that's just stupid that don't and I'm just like, I said, you have daughters and I pray to God nobody ever does this to them. Yeah. And and also I wanted to, you know, say that like in the like in 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 the past, I would say that the person that I was with was had like a perfect facade that they put up. Like in, in the public eye and in terms of my family, this person presented like like the perfect person like around my family he would like help take out the trash and very polite and like they they were in love with him like oh my gosh this person was so great but then like later on when i started explaining things that were happening they were like there's no way there's no way like he wouldn't do that that's no there's no way like and it would it would totally discredit what i was saying because of what he had done in the past and he he had done such wonderful things but that was that was like so long ago and so they were going off his history and me trying to explain what was happening like later on they were like there's no way there's no way he would go to work and sit in his car and not actually go to work there's no way he would take all the money out of the bank account and not pay any bills there's no way he would do that 
And I'm like, yes, he 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 did that. Like there, we don't have any money because he took it all. Like I don't have anything because he took it. Jesus. Like stuff like that. Like there's no way. <laughs> so Man. it's kind of hard to. And so it's easier just to, just to save face and pretend like oh everything's fine. It's it's okay because yeah. it's hard to it's hard to combat that. So as mm -hmm. as you're going through that, like what do you say to him? I mean, you can ask questions or you can, you know, I mean, you're in your in your own home, you know, you you're you're verbally fighting with the person who's doing these things, but then they have a million excuses as to why they're doing it. Um, they won't tell you the truth, but you know, you'll find out later that they maybe gambled all the money away or did whatever with it, but there's really nothing you can do. Um, There's really nothing you can do. That's terrible. Uh, Mr. Jr. Yes, we actually, that's, I said earlier that it could be man or woman being abused. I was just speaking in terms of my friend who was talking as if it's just so impossible for somebody to be abused and want to get out and don't. Yeah. Um, all right. We're going to go to our next topic. Um, I'm, is this the question of the week? I don't know. I gotta tell me. Do domestic abusers show red flags before they abuse? I would say, I would personally say yes. Now, I did not want to recognize those red flags. Like I did recognize them, but in my haste to want to be married and have a happy union, I did not want to pay close attention to those red flags. I was, you know, under the impression that things would get better. And in talking to my friends and family, they were like, oh, you just have cold feet. You know, everything's going to get better. When you get married, you know, things will settle down and just, you know, everything's already paid for. Just get married. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. I'm not lying to you. Like oh you just have you just have cold feet, just it's it's gonna it's gonna be great, <laughs> wonderful. Nice. I'm like I'm not sure about like, oh you just have cold feet. Oh my god! So you had so you had the red flags even before you got married. Oh yeah, I was like I'm not I'm like I'm serious. I'm like I'm not sure if I should get married, and I gave the reasons X Y and Z, and they were like, well you just have cold feet. I mean, at the time I was 35 years old and realistically, honestly, truthfully, you know, I'm an African-American woman and we don't get proposed to very often. Like we might get a proposal once in a lifetime. Like there, there's not a lot of like black men just jumping at, you know, just like, hey, black woman, marry, marry me, marry me, marry me, marry me. Like we don't get that very often. So it's like, okay, so 35, already have a child. I don't have my, my clock is ticking. I do want a family. I have somebody who was willing to marry me. And you know, I I I do I, I love him. I do want to get married. He showed me some red, some um red flags, but I guess I could take a chance, you know. Look, marriage is work, and I guess you're right. I guess you go for it. Okay, so I'm I'm gonna go for it. God. And so I went for it and <sighs> Yeah. Now I'm and the, the, the people that were in your circle telling you this were these women. Yes. And they were were they married? 
Yes. Yes. Wow. <clears throat> I've I have had people who were getting married and I felt like there were red flags, but on the outside looking in on people's relationship, like it's really hard to have that conversation. Like I learned at a young age, like it's hard to tell people, but when it comes to matters of the heart, because most of the time when you, if you approach a woman that's your friend and you tell her about her man, you're going to be the bad person at the end of the day. So like if, if I'm going to go to this person and they're like, at the time of their life where they're supposed to be excited and, you know, ready to get married. I can't go to them and be like, Hey, don't you think this is kind of odd? Because I'm going to lose a friend at the end of the day, I'm going to lose that person. So what do you do? Like in that situation, it's just really, it's really tough. I wanted somebody to tell me, I wanted somebody to be like, look, girl, I don't know. I would be like, yep, you right. You right. <laughs> I think, cause I, I think it's something. When it comes to abuse or something like those type of red flags, oh, I'm, I'm, we're gonna have to talk about this. Well, see, it wasn't it wasn't abuse. He just had some oh, okay. tendency. It wasn't abuse. It was just that you know he he switched jobs every three months. It was like some things that just weren't consistent, mm -hmm. and I just couldn't quite put my finger on it. He wasn't abusive as in in terms of like physically abusive. It was just some things that I just that just weren't consistent that later on turned it like one thing led to another and eventually it it like I was the cause of all of his life's problems. And I will say that this past weekend, I think the New York Times uh, put out an article saying that this year had the highest number of um, mass shootings ever in America. Like I think, I think we're up to 37, 36, 37 as of this past weekend. And exactly the same verbiage that the last shooter said is the same thing that my ex-husband said to me um during one of his rampages because he he was one of those people who got the big black dilated pupils and would black out and not remember what he said or did come to my house even though we had a restraining order and not remember coming to my house last time was on halloween took pictures you had to go to the police department and press charges again yeah kind of like one of those things you got but, a gun? Yeah, I do. Oh. Yeah, but this guy actually killed his ex-wife and their children. But I saw, I saw. yeah, so those kind of situations. And uh, but, down there? Hmm? no, he moved. He moved away right. to okay. two, two states over. But um, that kind of stuff. That's what. That's what about that. Like those things trigger me. So. Oh, have mercy. See, Adrian, when we had the conversation about the red flags, you talking about, oh, I'll give you three. No, I'll give you one. Because we're not collecting these money. Whoa, 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 Didi. <laughs> whoa, whoa. It's, it's, <laughs> we're talking different. This no, is a red flag is a red flag because one. if somebody give you one red flag in the beginning of dating them, you're going to go back like that. Every single time, every single time you've seen a red flag, it ends Didi. in Damn, I it's it's one day. thing for someone to kind of stumble over their words and in, in communicating um, because, and, and, you know, you might be like, okay, they're kind of nervous. Let me change that. Cause I don't want it to be red flag. I want it to say more of 
they could possibly be nervous, right? Let me kind of give it three, because I, you know, I told you I do three dates. Now, if I'm still seeing the same situations after three dates, it's a wrap. That's what I was saying. I ain't saying nothing crazy. If it's crazy, I told you I'm I'm done. Them We're the first over words ain't a red flag, right? That's what I'm saying. A like, red flag is a red flag. Talking, you you sitting here saying like red flag? I'm like, whoa, no, 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 no. I ain't That's a red flag. Red flag means stop. Do not pass go. Right, 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 right. Here. Right. But what I'm saying is my thing is things that could possibly be explained. And I'll find out if, if they can be explained in a date or two later after this one. Unless they come out completely crazy, then I'm like, yeah, I'm good on that. But if there's like, eh, maybe they're nervous. Maybe we were out of their element. Let me see. Let me give you a chance. Now, if you're still showing the same thing in the next day, like, I'm good. Like, no, nah, I'm but that first time ended up what the same results. <laughs> had you listened to the first one, you wouldn't have to get to the third one. Just saying, um, they never end good. Sometimes I, I think you're saying sometimes you don't know if it's like a, a red flag or not. So, so from for me, right. the whole job thing, like I would not have been able to pinpoint that he he was unstable, like mentally unstable. If, if I didn't know that he couldn't keep and hold a job past a couple of months, like he couldn't keep a job, like his employer could see that he's not able to work or come into work because he, I mean, he was an alcoholic that he hid from me. He, he was an alcoholic, and then I found out after we had a child that he had like a really long diagnosis. So, um, yeah, I wouldn't have known like. If I would just like, okay, well, you can't keep a job past three months. Like after 90 days, like you already on to the next job. And he, I thought he would, I thought he couldn't find his niche. I could, thought he could, you know, was out of, out of sync with, but I was <laughs> like, even now it's like, okay, well, he couldn't find his niche and he, he didn't, he, he didn't really like that. And, you know, he didn't wow. finish college. And so like, he's out of his element here on the coast because they don't have a lot of job opportunities. No, he just couldn't keep a job. Where did y'all meet, Francis? Be my oh, he saw my Facebook page and he would just show where I was. Francis, come on, man. Hold up, we ain't gonna we gonna come back to we got we can't leave that right there. Hold up, say that one more time because I think I heard what you said, but I need to make sure I heard what you said. I had said that um he would stalk my Facebook page, and if I mentioned I was gonna be somewhere, he would just show up where I was. So we actually met in an art gallery during Black History Month. If that ain't a red flag, I don't know what the fuck. But when did you find that part out? <laughs> uh, six months after we met, because we had we had a friend, a one mutual friend, we had one mutual friend. Just one. Where's the camera? Right there. Okay, yeah, one. Oh. <clears throat> this thing on this. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, okay. Yeah. Um. I like galleries and Black History Month. He's not like history, so. So, how your brothers feel about him? My brothers? Oh, we don't really talk. You mean now or at the time? At the time. I mean, they, I mean, he seemed cool. It's, it's just, you know, he's, he's my, it, but he seemed cool. But my little brother didn't like 
wasn't like he wasn't he was like mm, mm. he didn't want to say nothing out the way but he wasn't like a hundred percent feeling him and he didn't really hang out with him and he was like eh, i mean but if you like him then he must be all right but eh. that's mm. how my little brother felt about him but my little brother <clears throat> to me. Mm. Oh, so did he pretend to be interested hey i don't know I don't know. I wish somebody would just came up and say, you know what? I don't know. But after the fact, everybody was like, you know what? I wish I would have known you because I'm like, that's some crazy shit. Block him and don't talk to him no more. Yeah, I think I, I think everybody just wanted to be happy for me. I think that's what it, I think that's what it really. We would have been happy like, with somebody else. Everybody wanted to be happy for me, but at the same time, like I would have liked some pure honesty. Like I feel like I'm honest with people. If I don't like somebody, I'm like I'm girl, I don't like him. And maybe I'm overly honest with people. And so maybe people were like, you know what? I'm not gonna do her like she did me. I would cut all the people off. They wouldn't have been my friend no more. <clears throat> I think Hell we were no. supportive. What you was about to ask, Drina? Um, I don't even. Oh, I was gonna ask her. So when y'all got together, when he met you at this art gallery, did he pretend to be like into what you were into? Yes. He did the whole mirror thing, you know? You know, like they say that it was like dating myself. Like how you say, you know, oh, I, I love that. And like, me too. I'm like, oh my gosh. Like we just had so much in common. But it was really that like he liked everything I liked because I said I liked it. Oh, I wish I was your friend back then. Girl. And it just seemed like, oh my gosh, this is, this is great. And then after we got together, it's just like little by little, he stopped liking everything I liked. Like we didn't work out no more. And then like a couple of years later, like I went from the size I am now to like, just not, I ain't even look like myself after a while. Cause he didn't wanna do nothing. He ain't even gonna walk down the street with me. We ain't go nowhere. He didn't wanna do nothing. It was, it was awful. All he wanted to do is drink and drink. He and drink. did the old fake and bake on you. Yep. I'm going to do what I need to do to get you. Mm. After that, I'm going to flip the switch. Yep. What yep. So, now, so now if I notice any inconsistencies on a date or something, like if you six months in and we like smooth sailing and then you start switching up on me, I'm like, uh, 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 uh -uh. It, so, I mean, I just you can't do that. I get I get scared and I be like, I gotta go. Fellas, word of advice, man. Start and gradually get better. Like, don't <laughs> jump out the gate doing stuff that you cannot keep up. Don't be taking me to New Orleans to the football game and all this stuff. Right. And, and you're not going to continue to take her to the football games in New Orleans. Like, no, start low. And then start taking her to football games in New Orleans. Right. So it looks like a treat. Like, oh, okay, my man took me to okay. Like, yeah, nah, you can't jump out the gate. But and, and I think men, that's what men do. Men jump out the gate because they want to get you and impress you so hard, but they don't think about, oh, well, I have to keep this up. Like, I have to continue. This is how I got her. This is how I met her, got her. I need to continue to do this. You can't. Like, most guys can't. So start where you are comfortable doing <laughs> those things. I mean, do something, right? You got to get her attention. But Cheesecake Factory. 
<laughs> right. And then, you know what I'm saying? Like, Cheesecake Factory on her birthday, then take her to Roof Chris. Don't come out the gate taking her to Roof Chris. Where you going from Roof Chris? Paris. I like Paris. That's what I'm saying. You see what I'm saying? We getting flued out. Right. But, but look, you know what I'm saying? If you go from Cheesecake Factory, you know what I'm saying? To, to now a little bit more company restaurant, wherever you live, um, you know. And then now y'all might take a little trip to Miami or Vegas, right? Right. Mm -hmm. Then next thing you know, y'all going out the it's baby step this thing. <laughs> Don't jump out the gate going to Roof Chris. Then the expectation now is when you go on a trip, we going to Paris. You can't even go to Miami or Vegas now. I got my bag. <laughs> you can't even do Miami or Vegas. She's looking at you like, we went to Roof. Right. Like, I can go to Miami on my own dime. What we doing? What we doing? Yeah. See? Mm -mm. Nope. Can't do it. <clears throat> I'm, I want to address this comment. Mr. JR said that in a weird way, it sounds like you still care about him. Which one? The ex-husband or the ex-boyfriend? The ex-husband. I, I married the man. Right. I'm like, it's okay if she do. I'm not going to ever get back with him. Don't worry. You have a child by him, right? Like, you I, know, yeah, I, have, I have a whole family. We had a whole right. family. So it's, okay. you know what I mean? Like, you don't just, <laughs> like, you don't just. But I will okay. never. Not saying ever. that you would get back with him, but you don't lose that. You, never. Yeah. But I still love him. I can say that. I, I still love him. But he's gonna stay way over what he is. And I'm I'm happy that he got somebody else. I'm happy that she is taking care of him. Mm. Wherever they are in Texas. I love her for that. I love them together. <laughs> I love that for you. I love that mm. for them. Mm. Keep them oh, we're gonna move there. on to the next topic, y'all. I believe this one was the question of the week, maybe. Why do victims stay with their abusers? Is that the question of the week? I think it is because I responded to this. Oh shit! I did. Hold up. Is that the question of the week? I think it is. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I I think it's Stockholm syndrome. Like they really just start to empathize with their abuser. They built some type of relationship with them in a way to to make them feel like the abuser is not so bad. And they just really mentally are screwed up. Like they get screwed over so bad because it's just a daily mental thing that that this person knows that they have control over them, and they can manipulate them every day into believing that they're a great person. Mm. Hmm. And you know, a lot of people will say, "Well, I don't want to be another person that walks out on this person," or you know, like he. He needs me or she needs me. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to leave him like the rest of his family did. Like they, people will say these things to you and like really pull at you because oh. you're a good person and they know how to pull your strings for saying stuff like that. Or, um, you know, you just don't, you don't, if somebody threatens to harm themselves, if you leave, mm -hmm. like you don't want to be the reason somebody does that for leaving. Cause then you're in your mind is like, oh, I, I will be a selfish person. Like I wouldn't be able to, I would feel horrible if this person harmed themselves because I left not knowing that person really needs help and I can't give it to them. Yeah. 
What say you, Francis? So, um, I think sometimes it's just easier to stay. Um, this I think it's more difficult to go. Um, I, there's, there's, I think there's many, many different reasons why. Um, I would say for me, um, I had to like build the strength and courage to leave. Um, the only reason why I was able to leave is because I feel like he trained me to leave. When it got to the point where I was able to do everything by myself, um, I, I was ready to go at that point. When I was able to get up, get the kids ready for school, come home, cook, like take care of all the bills by myself. Like when I did not need him anymore, then I was fully trained and I could be by myself. Mm. But it wasn't until then that I was ready to go when I really did not need him to be there anymore, that I, was, that I could go. Because I guess in some aspects, when you have somebody who is using you or abusing you, you need them for something. They have something tangible that you need, whether it's, you know, finances or something else that they have that you need. You can't go. Um, but it wasn't until I was able to manage that that I could that I could go. Wow. I think hmm. that financial part is important. Like a lot of people always talk about you know, grandmothers wouldn't leave and they mean they couldn't. They didn't have no money. What were they gonna go? They couldn't get no job. What was they gonna do? Like they, they had to stay. They had to stay there. Dang. Yeah, you're right. Yep. Yeah, that that's uh that that's an interesting concept because most people say, Oh, just just leave. Like just just yeah. go. I'm like, where they gonna go? Yeah, it's their whole life. Mm-hmm. And, and most abusers make sure that you're completely dependent on them for everything. Mm -hmm. So you can't leave them. Nope, can't leave. And so, and yeah, that's, that's, go ahead. I was gonna say, even if you aren't dependent on them in that, in that way, like sometimes you'll have people, they'll make sure you're completely cut off from all the other people in your life. So if you do want to reach out for help, who are you gonna reach out to? Because yep. you didn't, you didn't put all the people off. You don't talk to those people anymore. Yeah, they isolate you. Yeah. So I remember that. Okay, so my oldest daughter, Taylor, I used to live in Washington, D.C. And I know that when her dad and I were together um, and we had gone through a breakup and I was kind of, you know, we were over the whole relationship. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to move out. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to leave. And I think he was trying to call my bluff because I'm all the way in Washington, D.C. I have like this two, three-year-old baby, and I have no family up there. And he was like, all right. And he was like, like pretty much like saying, like, where were you going to go? You'd be back within a few days because, you know, where are you going to go to your friend's house? She has her own family. You know, you'd be back in a couple of days. And I'm sure that's what he was thinking. But little did he know, like, you have to plan to leave. You can't just up and go. So while he was asleep, I would, like, pack my little stuff. And little by little, like, by the end of the week, I was, like, all packed up. And I told him, I was like, all right, I'm I'm leaving and I'll, you know, I'll I'm gonna be gone. And he was like, All right. And so I left went to work and I left work at noon, came home, packed my little stuff up, 
and got my little baby out of you know daycare and started making my little trek in my little SUV home. And by six o'clock that night, he was like, well, I never asked where you're going to go because he never asked me where I was going. And I was like, I'm going, I'm going home. He was like, what, what do you, what do you mean going home? I was like, I'm going to Mississippi. And he was like, no. I was like, well, you never asked me where I was going. And he was like, no, there's no way you have to come back. You have to come back. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm halfway home now. And he did not, he never fathomed that I was going to go all the way back home to Mississippi. He just thought I was going to just go to my friend's house and come back. But I'm just saying, you can't just like, mm. you, can't just, you have to plan an exit. Like there's mm. no just leaving. And I'm not saying that, you know, it was abusive or anything, but you have to plan an exit strategy. Yeah. And you shocked the shit out of him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he tried to come back and get me, but I'm like, I'm, no. He, he, no. Oh my God. That's crazy. And I can just imagine like the women who go to like those different like shelters and places like trying to escape. Oh, that's just yeah, so that's, that's, I can imagine that's that's crazy. That's, with with you know kids I'm, and stuff. Mm -hmm. That's what I was gonna say. I think a lot of people don't know that they have people, they have play, you know, places you can go to that will help you like plan, like, okay, what are you gonna do? Where are you gonna go? When are you gonna do it? Like you don't have to necessarily go there, but they will help you put a plan in place. Oh. Yep. And uh, yeah, they will. And hide you from them clowns. All right, we're going to go to our next question. This is a good one. What would you do if you knew there was domestic violence in the house or apartment next to yours? Oh. I'm calling the police. I call the police anyway. <laughs> gunshots down the street. I I call I call anyway. I can hear gunshots down the street. I'm calling the police. Hello, police. <laughs> I heard gunshots in my neighborhood, and I do not feel safe. Could you please send a patrol car to come through? That your voice on first forty eight. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, police. I do not feel safe in my neighborhood. Could you please send someone? <laughs> <laughs> Don't feel safe. Yeah, I would probably call the police. I wouldn't intervene because that's dangerous. No, you don't intervene. You just call it. Say I don't feel safe. That's dangerous. Come through. I will call the cops. Yeah, definitely call the cops. Like, try to make sure if there are children over there, they aren't in harm's way. But for sure, call the cops. Yeah, um, I think the thing is, people. Um, if 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 people know that others will report or that they're listening or someone will say something, they're less likely to continue that same behavior. Yeah. Um, but if you don't say anything, then it's going to continue. And then not only will you have to continue to hear it, it's just going to get worse. Yeah. So, and then you have that on your conscience. If something does happen, if something were to happen, you have it on your conscience forever and ever. And that you could have said something, but you didn't. Mm -hmm. And so like, I wouldn't want that on my conscience personally. So. Let me tell y'all, I know it was a movie. I was going to say, I know it's a movie, but Michael Ely will never be the same to me. After seeing when he threw the kids, what? That is still like so traumatic to me. And I know it was oh not real. Uh -uh. I can't watch that movie again. Hold on, which one y'all talking about? Which one? For Color Girls. Color Girls. Oh. That, 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 I thought, well, what about... um? Mano's brother. Um, yeah, him either. 
he, when he write that, that later? That part too. I can that's why I can't watch them two parts. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. Mm -mm. I can't watch it. It was a very traumatic movie, but I was like, I don't care what they put Michael Ely in. I don't care how good they dress him up. No. I always see him as this character. Yeah. Mr. JR said, do you think the abused become the abuser in roles reverse? Of course. People uh, emulate behavior all the time. That's how most abusers were created, because they were abused. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I think also because, you know, sometimes that there's no, um, no one's held accountable. Like if, if someone is, has watched someone else been, you know, abused, let's mm -hmm. say if a, a younger person watched an older person abuse someone and there were no consequences, then they're like, oh, well, okay, so I can do that too. And there are no consequences. But um, or no one held that person accountable. But that's the same thing in you know almost anything. If there's no consequences and no one holds the next person or the person accountable, then the behavior continues because there's no accountability. Yep. Kind of sound like uh, all of these sexual assault allegations coming out because that was the norm back then. It was <coughs> yeah. Just do this. This is normal because nobody's ever held accountable. Now it's like, oh, why'd you wait so long? Well, because I wanted to still breathe. You know? <laughs> I didn't want to die. Very true. <laughs> All right. Here's the, and then speaking of that, why do so many people victim blame? Or why is it so hard to believe allegations? People have a hard time believing them. I think it's because the person that's portrayed right? We have this image in our mind of who these people are, especially if you know that part, or we think, let me say that, we think we know that person. So it's kind of hard to see them when you're like, man, I just kicked it with him. And he was cool as a fan. Like, or I just seen all the great things that he did for the community. Oh. He doing this to his, you know, significant other. Like, it's kind of hard for people to wrap their mind around someone that's actually doing good to be that type mm -hmm. of person mm -hmm. behind closed doors. Yeah. Yep. Or That's the same thing Francis said about her family. Not like can't believe this guy is so nice. He's doing this. Like, there's no way he would be this. Or he was. There's no way he wouldn't pay the bills. Like, they can't imagine he would be like that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And it wasn't until like much, much later. Like, oh my gosh. And now, like, it's like, oh, okay. I see what's going on here. I yeah, it's 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 pretty plain to see now, but like at the time it was like there's no well no no some you must be doing something. You must have done something to him or you know, something something must have happened or you must have spent the money on photography equipment or like no, I didn't. I didn't I'm not I'm not, I'm not, I'm not crazy. So yeah. Mr. JR, did you not read the uh, title of the show? <laughs> um, I think that people grow up seeing it. Uh, and so whenever somebody speaks out against it, they're like, what? What is like, they just don't believe it. Because like we said in the, in the previous question, it's normal to them. So they can't believe mm -hmm. that somebody has is actually speaking out. My mama, she stayed and da, 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 like 
Wow. How dare you speak out for your, how dare you stand up for yourself? And then whenever you do stand up for yourself, well, why did you wait so long? Maybe because I was traumatized. Maybe because I could not fathom, I couldn't even gather my thoughts on what I needed to say. Um, but I, I always tell people when these kind of conversations come up, you can pick any woman walking down the street, your mom or grandma or lady in the grocery store. We have all been assaulted in some type of a way by somebody. So if every woman has been assaulted in some type of way, who do you think doing it? And why are you so shocked when we say that? Nope. You know, you know, also, I think that it's some, um, some people may have a hard time believing the allegations, including women, too, because sometimes we don't want to see the truth. You know, mm -hmm. we don't want to believe that is going on. We, you know, we rather close our eyes to what's really happening. And we are sometimes ashamed of ourselves, you know, mm. whether it be a woman or a man or whom, whoever. Sometimes we we know what's happening. We feel what's happening. We sense something that's happening instead of standing up or and saying, you know, what we think is happening or asking a question or, you know, just kind of glossing over, you know, or just asking a general question. Are you all right? And just, you know, saying, oh, yeah, you know, well, it'll be all right. And kind of sensing something is deeper just kind of, you know, brushing it under the table, under the rug or whatever, and keeping keeping it moving. And we we may be embarrassed at ourselves. I know that sometimes, you know, as a just as a teacher, you know, I sense something is up with a student. And mm -hmm. there have been times when, you know, somebody has been not acting quite right. And instead of me digging a little deeper because I got to get to my lesson or I got to get to a meeting or I got to do something else, I, you know, brushed them aside and I should have stayed with them a little bit longer. And then mm. later on, I regretted it, you know? And so it's easier, for, it's easier for me to blame the student with their bad behavior than me to, me to say, well, I should have stayed with them a little bit longer. I should have took more time with them. I should have asked more questions. And so that's why it's harder, you know, it's, I think it's harder to, you know, believe sometimes allegations for those reasons. You know. Adrian, why do you think it's hard for people to believe it? Well, I mean, like I, I kind of just said it, um, because we see them a certain kind of way. Um, the way, mm -hmm. uh huh. Go ahead. I, I wanted to come back to you because you made that statement about uh, Cassie and Diddy. Your first, your first take was what? My first, oh yeah, my first take was, uh oh, money grab. Um, yeah, I, my first take was, okay, she's with a guy that doesn't have that much money. Time has passed. Um, and, you know, now she need to go on and clean up, you know, because she was looking for 20 to 30 million. And, and, and what I was saying was, if you want justice, why are you seeking money? Right. Um, but I fall victim to that. Right. And, and hey, it, I've, I've done it. Um, we've all done it. I, I pretty much, you know, think of, oh, man, you out here for a money grab. Or, oh, man, you you not really. It's it that didn't really happen to you. I mean, because also we have seen it where it, it didn't happen. And, and you know, um, evidence has shown. But it's, it's easy for me to go that way because of Diddy's status um, and who he is whether right or wrong, it's easy to go that because why wow, he has money. So it's like, oh, you just want his money. 
easy, quiet, let me get it. Um, and so, yeah. But then, of course, you, once again, also, you know, over the last few weeks, I've, I've definitely changed my tune. And, you know, I've been like, oh, yeah, dang, I forgot about Diddy did this. I forgot they was talking about this because what we're seeing is all these things are coming back up that Diddy has done or been in the news for. And you like, yeah, this stuff don't sound right. Like some some going on here. But I did eventually. I mean, I did at first be like, eh, I don't know if I believe that. So, yeah, I fell victim to this question. And, and my my concern with um, people who may not seek justice for you know their abuse or whatever, my concern with the money grab thing is, who's like who are we to tell somebody what justice they should seek? If I if I'm being abused, maybe I don't want my abuser to go to jail. Maybe I do want them to suffer financially. Maybe I want you to see my name in your account every time you write a check. Maybe I want street justice. I want my cousins and them to kick your ass. Like they're different. I think if, if it's my abuse, I should be the one who determines what justice I get. It shouldn't be some clear cut textbook of who determines what justice I get. So the money grab thing is okay. So what if it's a money grab? If that's what she sees justice as, because she knows money's important to him. So get his money. If that's the only way you can humiliate him and make him pay for what he did to you, go get it. Right. So and then it also makes you re realize that, you know, whether you don't believe it, not believe it, you keep your comments to yourself until, you know, the evidence has shown its face. Right. Don't don't pick a side. Just let the evidence, because eventually what comes out, you know, what's done in the dark is going to come and come to light. Right. So, you know, whether you think like, oh, I don't know, just yeah, just be quiet and it'll show itself. So that way now you can can say, oh, dang. He played the funny thing with Diddy is not one person has come out to say, oh, he ain't doing nothing. That ain't right. No, no one. And, and I don't know if you saw the interview with uh the locks. They like, yeah, I ain't, I'm staying away from Diddy because, you know, <laughs> a, a lot they of people, like, they know, like, I mean, and we've seen it like, yeah, Diddy on some other stuff. Right. <laughs> like everybody say that Diddy on some other stuff. Um, it's, it's and just he too it publicly, too, though. Right. That's what I'm saying. So <laughs> and, and this was even before Cassie. Right. Yes. A lot of people have publicly said Diddy was on some other stuff. We just you know what I mean? Because we we're not there. and We don't see it. We just kind of like, uh, you know, there's no video of it or anything like that. So you're just like, uh, and then now you start to roll the tape after she said what she said. And you like, hold up now. OK, because, you know, of course, this is this is conspiracy as well, too. You know, um, you know, people say he had a part of of Biggie because Biggie was leaving him just like the same thing with. Tupac leaving should. They were saying Biggie was finna start his own thing, his own label, you know, mm -hmm. with his own people. And he didn't like that because, I mean, Biggie really was was his whole sole purpose mm -hmm. that was the machine behind what he was yeah. doing. Right. Hey, we do we know? No. But at this point, can you say I can't put it past? Yeah, it's I can't. So happen everybody come up missing or dead when he when <laughs> just saying people just keep coming up dead. I don't, I don't know. The the craziest thing to me with that whole Diddy and Cassie was like we didn't have much time to sit and think about it because the next morning <laughs> they had settled. Like I feel like the Meg, the Stallion, and Tory Lanez. I feel like that went went on as long as COVID happened. Like I feel like we were in it for three years. It was forever. Mm -hmm. And yeah. you know, 
people weren't even done writing their think pieces on the whole Cassie thing. And then the next morning we all woke up and it was like, settle. <laughs> Epic Records was like, oh, no, 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 no. You will not. You are a liability. Fix it now. Give her a hundred million. Get her out of here. She mm. got way too much information. <laughs> she got to go. <laughs> Give her her coin. So, but that that um though it's it's crazy because somebody like Cassie or even the women who do like make false allegations, I don't even understand like the scrutiny that you get behind making the allegation. Why would you want to lie? Because it comes with yeah. so much scrutiny mm -hmm. when you come out and say it. And that leads me to my next topic. Should there be charges brought up on people who falsely accuse someone of abuse? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Number one, Carolyn Bryant. She's still alive. Lock her ass up. I think she did. No, she's still alive. I thought she died. Mm-mm. I don't know why I thought that lady died. Lock that bitch up. Lock her ass <laughs> up. I cannot stand it. <laughs> I mean, locked up. <laughs> if y'all know who Carolyn Bryant is, she's the lady who lied about Emmett Till whistling at her that got him killed. Yeah, she's still alive. Mm -hmm. I thought maybe I wanted her to be dead. That's I think you I think she's in South Carolina. I think she's like it in a home. It wouldn't shock me. <laughs> 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 Lord, she's she still out this way. She's still in Mississippi? I thought she was, but Child. Yeah, I think, and I think that would if they if they made it, if you are found to be lying, the same amount of time that he would have gotten for being found guilty, you gonna get that time. Mm. Yeah, I know that was our former governor's uh auntie, right? Governor Phil Bryant. So prior to Tate Reeves. Oh, she died this year. She died this year. Okay. Oh. Ooh. They didn't like. They didn't let that make it to the newspaper. No, I know that lady died. She, she died. died April 25. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know if I knew she died. The Lord wouldn't let her see 2024. No, mm -mm. But yeah, I, I think. Definitely... Something, something for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> Go get them boys from Chicago to do them do her grave like they do the mother boys' grave. Right. <laughs> All right, y'all, we got one more topic. How does or will your experience with domestic abuse affect your dating or love life going forward? Ooh. Well. well, I mean, it makes me very cautious. I just say, like, like any, any inconsistencies, it definitely, it, it makes me Makes me very cautious. I would say it makes me skittish, actually. Unfortunately. Um I have I'm 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 still praying on it. Actually, I'm still praying on it. It makes me not want to um like I, I do want to be in a long-term relationship like marriage in the future but like as of right now i'm i am on the fence about a lot of things hmm. have you tried therapy i did but then i quit <laughs> i quit mm. 
I quit. I'm gonna go back eventually, but right now I'm supposed to make a list. That's the last time I went. I'm supposed to make this list, and then I I start the list, and then I realize I don't really know myself well enough to make this list, and so I've been doing some soul searching to make this list, and then I ain't been back since. So I'm working on my list. When I make my list, I'll go back. The list, I'm sure the list didn't have to be perfect. You could have took the incomplete list back and told your therapist that you didn't know yourself well enough to finish the list, and y'all could have worked through that. That is true. <laughs> and I, I, you know, I offer these things because, you know, we all work in progress and life is so short. And I hate that somebody came along and did some stupid shit and ruined your entire experience um, because of their inconsistencies. But people are always going to be inconsistent. That is true. We just got to figure out what inconsistency we're willing to deal with. And that trigger, like my therapist told me, you got to turn your triggers into tools. So now you're more aware. So you understand what to look for, what not to look for. You understand what the red flag really looked like. Mm -hmm. And I think you shouldn't waste your last lot, last years on this earth being a victim in a cage to somebody else when you got so much life to live and you got so much to offer. Go get that healing and go out there and go outside, girl. I go outside and I come back inside before it get dark. You got to come back inside. <laughs> somebody with you. Oh my goodness. It's scary outside. It ain't scary. <laughs> like Them devils will run. Like the devils will run, I promise you. You ever tell them? You got this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's uh I don't I think a lot of times, even without like even like mental abuse, emotional abuse, um, all types of abuse that people are um exposed to in relationships, women are very sensitive creatures like we are wired a certain way we are built a certain way and a lot of times men do not understand how damaging it is like and i like men will say oh well oh all men cheat oh get over it oh you'll be all right it ain't that serious it's like no that shit hurt and i'm damaged for a year you got women who have been single for years men go right oh shit fuck that i'm going next Men don't take a break. Next, next. Yeah, go to the next one. Like you got women. That, that same emotional damage, whatever they had to the next relationship, and yep. then set up, and then like, oh, well, that was messed up. Let's go over here to the next yeah. one. And they just mess up another woman, and another woman, and another woman. It's like, so, we but I, I, I'm, yeah, I'm still, I'm just gonna, I want to heal completely. I don't want to take anything to the next relationship i just want to i want it to, to be i want to be whole i want to be whole you know your, your healing and your wholeness cannot be tested unless you're testing it with somebody else it's cool to be healed by yourself but how you know you healed if you're not interacting with other people and besides you know people <laughs> my age they weird like dudes my age they weird like if you have somebody hey wait 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 back up I'm back up I'm back up okay you in a whole relationship already you got somebody the ones who ain't got nobody ain't doing nobody they weird <laughs> they don't know how to interact with people like they they single for a reason they single for a reason they they, they haven't whatever it was that broke them up the last time they ain't worked on that and they still they still 
thing if they don't know how to put the pieces to the puzzle. What's the age group you're dating? Um, I would or say, look at what you're talking about, not dating. I would say 40 to 55. So just imagine this. Men that are 40 to 55 years old, normally, because they control this, are married. Exactly. Usually. Yeah, so know how to like okay. Or their passport. The ones who aren't married. But weird. They're That's weird. Why not married. Exactly. And they don't know how to they don't know how to like talk to women or like lead or say hi, you want to go to Starbucks and get coffee or let's converse. They still think it's the 90s. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> it's that damn stand on Martin. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I, I will have to agree with you on that. Y'all rough on the brothers out here, man. No, I mean, Adrian, you tell me your friends that's 40 to 50 that's not married. Tell me how they are. What's their first characteristics and your personality like? Um... <laughs> no, you, you wait. Let me think. I gotta, I gotta process the question. What you doing? I'm processing the question. Um, okay, hold on, hold on. You said my friends, forty to fifty, mm -hmm. that not. are not married or are not in serious committed relationships. Are so not in a serious committed relationship. How is their mental? Oh, they trash. They <laughs> oh my god I say that respectfully <laughs> yeah it's rough yeah yeah they, I don't know if they ever gonna settle down to be honest uh -uh. with you I'm gonna they keep won't. Up with you I'm not even saying settle down I'm just saying like be normal for a date just be normal for a date just one, just one or two. Okay, they, they, they'll be normal be for normal. a date, yeah. One, and that's it. No, they'll be normal for some dates. It's 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 probably after a couple months is when you're gonna really be like, huh? what? Hold up, what's 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 this? <laughs> what's this going on? It, you know, they they gonna fool you because they good. They gonna fool you until they can't fool you no more. Why are we still trying to fool people at 40 and 50? That's crazy. I'm just answering the question. I'm just telling y'all what it is because that's what they used to doing. And it's it's like, okay, I'm going to give y'all the perspective. It's like the guy that was a star athlete in high school that's still stuck in that mindset. That's what these guys are like. They still stuck in that mindset of trying to bag women be with women like so they're gonna put on their best you know best personality when it comes for the first couple of months but then they're gonna look at you like you crazy because you want to settle down and you want a relationship and you <laughs> want a commitment like what ain't that the natural progression of things and they looking at you like huh like no we we just having fun we just out here doing what we do so see them be the ones that that fill up the nursing homes be having all them stds have been nursing nursing homes Cutting up. Let them go to the yes. nursing home. I'm not gonna be their nurse. <laughs> Take care of them now. Nope. Make sure they straight. Nope. 
We're going to go to all the holiday parties on the coast, okay? Yeah. Oh, got my dresses ready, girl. Got my dresses ready. She'll be she will be. Yes. <laughs> she will be. You're fine, girl. Please. I just seen Francis in a social setting and like me and just like flock to her. And I'll be like, she's so nice. Mm-hmm. No, that that was a champagne talking. That wasn't that wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> I come back to my senses later. Oh my goodness, Francis! Hmm. Yeah. You know what? We need to have a speed dating with Francis. That's what we need. Yeah. Please don't. Please. <laughs> <laughs> She's scared. I, I understand though. That yeah. Good job. <laughs> Mm, these streets is a little bit, but a little much. You gotta go younger, Francis. You gotta go younger. Younger. Yes. Don't listen Where's to it. But I'm forty. I'm 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 forty two. I'll be forty two this this month. Thirty two. Go thirty two. Can't go thirty two. What yes, we gonna talk about? Oh, everything. Yes, you can. If you want something different, you gotta do something different. Mm. Mm. But but that that thirty two year old probably gonna want more kids. I, don't, I can't have no more kids. Find somebody that got kids already and don't want no more. <laughs> I can't have no more kids. No, I, no, I, yeah, I really can't have no more kids. 35. I'm just saying, if somebody, for, if a dude 40 to 50 and they still outside and they control this shit, they outside. What if I go a little bit older? <laughs> what? 60? Because I mean, that's the next step. Like you just said, 40 to 50 guy. So the next step is 60. You're going to get worms. You better make sure. You're going to have to make sure he got that blue pill. No, you need that for these 30 year old shit. You know you don't. Did he be exaggerating? Okay, researching how, how much these young, these young boys is taking this medicine because the way they eat and the way they drink and the way they party and they shit don't work. I know. I, I, I do see younger youngins, you know, promoting you, YouTube's. It's bad because they're not living. They living too fast. They doing too much, and they shit don't work. Because you like because YouTube's is pretty much like Viagra, right? Like the honey packs. Telling you, oh yeah, they need assistance. They need assistance. Pretty, it's pretty terrible. I'm they be on them Percocets. Yeah, they popping pills. That stuff is really messing them up. Popping all them pills. Dee stop. That's why popping I said, pills I'm chasing 30. A, a dirty old man is in his prime. That's what a you just year old woman is in her prime. What you mean? That nigga can't keep up. I'm just saying a 30. That's when you you find your your stride at 30. Okay. At 30. I don't think that's what science says. Adrian. I, I don't think a man start falling off until he's probably about 55. I ain't saying falling off, but I think that a woman's sexual peak and a man's sexual peak, like the man's sexual peak is like his early 20s and a woman's is like 40s, 50s. No, a man's sexual peak is not his early 20s. It's like in I'm your just family. telling you what science Google says. It. <laughs> yeah, that's what science says. A man, a man might finally need a blue pill or something like that when he likes sex. Yeah, man's sexual peak is oh wow reaches their it's sexual young. peak in their late teens and early twenties, while women reach their 
there's in their late 30s or early 40s. Yeah, I'm 42. Fade out. I'm trying to tell you I knows what I know because I be knowing what I know from experience. So you telling me 30-year-old dudes <laughs> need blue pills. Stop. No, no, I'm not saying need blue pill. I'm not saying that. Okay. Right. I'm telling you that right now in this era that we live in with mm -hmm. all this processed food, these mm -hmm. pills they popping, the mm -hmm. life they live in, yes, they do. I'm telling you that the one I got don't need shit. But I have ran into some, and I'm like, what's wrong with it? Why <laughs> Maybe he um, needs you to hug on him a little bit, a kiss on him a little bit. I, don't know. I did it all. I did it all. <laughs> Acrobatics. Twirl, tornadoes, cyclone. You walking around, man, you gonna do me like this? Can't believe you gonna do me like this. I'm like, you talking to him? He talking to it like that? Oh, yes! Okay. Well, clearly, like, it didn't, it didn't well, did it to him before, you know? Exactly. I'm like, what are you doing right now? Am I supposed to be supportive? Am I, I've never had this, I, I, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. 30. You need to detox. A lot of cleansing, some sage, a detox, the, the, Hmm. I'm telling you, this that fast life will get you. I sure hope he ain't watching that. <laughs> Ouch. It ain't my man. Bro. My man good. I hope. I hope you know I was, you know me. I throw more. I mean, anyway, y'all. Um <laughs> I can't be here acting like Granny, because Granny was <laughs> Granny was giving out all her secrets last night. Well, y'all, that's the end of the show. And this is the part of the show where we give our guests and our co-hosts a chance to tell people what they have coming up for the week, how people can follow you on social media, any of that good stuff. If you want to announce anything, let the people know. You got anything, Francis? Well, I really don't have anything going on. I mean, other than the chess tournament and Gaucher, a Mississippi, Gaucher High School this weekend. That's all, me, that's all we got going on. Um, that's not it, but um, okay, chess tournament. That's what I'm talking about. Are y'all any good? The team any good? Oh, you know, our team, our middle school, like we are some superheroes and villains over here. I mean, I'm saying my, my, my students are like pinky in the brain. Like we got some really, really dingy ones that just, <laughs> their brain is just amazing, but you won't know that by looking at them, but they're really, really intelligent. Yes. I love it. I love it. That's so awesome. What about you, Drina Dream? Um, I have my oldest daughter is turning 19 this week. Oh Saturday. So she says she's turning up. I don't know where because you can't do nothing at 18. <laughs> <laughs> that's but that's all I got going on. Go to Dave and Buster's or something. Oh shoot, my bad. Don't even. Okay. I ain't we even. Got, we got. We got, got, got one in New Orleans. The closest one in New Orleans. They got one in New Orleans yeah. now. Yeah. I, I be forgetting DD. Like they don't. You know. Yeah, you got all that type of stuff. So you you forget that down there they don't have 
It's just yeah. a little bit different. That's all. Same but different. Yeah. I've been to Gulfport. I, oh, child. Mm. I was thinking <laughs> Fort Long Beach. So we used to go to uh, Biloxi all the time. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. mm. Some drunk days. What you got going on, Adrian? <laughs> hey, man, you know, same old, same old, man. Corrupted minds, man, with these clients training and uh, coaching. So trying to get some rest. I need some around here. Something no rest with them babies. Man, look, it's over with. Life done. I'm done. You you see these you see this beard is like literally getting grayer every week. I'm trying to take I try to tell people like I did not have gray hair. I do now. It's over with. I'm just <laughs> and it get grayer every week. Next by next year you're gonna be watching the progression of the videos and my whole beard. <laughs> I'm just saying. At least that's, it's still connected. That's what you get for hunching. It's always going to be connected. <laughs> what I get for hunching? Oh, that's what you get. Mm -hmm. See, y'all laughed at me. Oh, she had a baby early. Mm -hmm. Now she grown. You having babies? My baby having a baby. <laughs> I'm old. I got yeah. babies. I'm old. I'm out here. You know, most of my friends, they they starting grandbaby, like you said. Like I'm I'm out here with a baby. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I started late, you know what I'm saying? I ain't have my first kid there after 35. So yeah. <sighs> Didi, what you got going? Well, this weekend I'm taking my son to the Dallas Eagles game. So y'all pray for me. Down there with them crazy fans with all my gear <laughs> on. Um, my daughter's birthday is coming up too, December 19th. She'll be 27. She ain't getting nothing because everything goes to my grandbaby now. <laughs> That's how it go. Uh, what else? Um, we got to decide which week, what's our last show before the holidays? Decide what date that is. Um, I don't really have nothing, you know. I thought I'm pissed people off this week. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just sit up, sit around and be quiet. <laughs> Now we're just going to keep pissing people off. Who you got coming on the Core Queen podcast this week? Oh, tomorrow on the Core Queen podcast, I have Charlotte's own morning show radio host, No Limit Larry, is coming on. So he's a pretty hmm. big damn deal. Yeah, so he'll be on tomorrow. Um, we got a lot to talk about. I'm going to start some shit in the city with this conversation. What time, what time does the show air? Uh, Thursdays. At 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, YouTube and Facebook. So y'all please tune in, comment, because uh folks in Charlotte about to be mad after this interview. <laughs> y'all know I like So it's gonna be fun. Um Didi always talking crazy on Facebook. No, I'm just trying to help the people. Mm, okay. That's what you're talking. The ladies hate me. They really do. I'd be like, Adrian, I need backup. Hey man, <laughs> Didi, Didi want them to hate me like they hate her. That's all it is. <laughs> you got me responding nicely. I try. I mean, no, we, I ain't gonna keep letting you use the same excuse though. But that's that's what's gonna happen. I don't care who you're talking to. Whether you you know you're talking to men or you're talking to women. You know, mm -hmm. men gonna have excuses. Women gonna have yeah. excuses. And once again, that's the reason why. Yeah, things are the way they are, and I, I I give equal fire. One day I get the men, next day I get the women. 
I'm giving it equally. <sighs> they could be mad all over. If you if you write a dissertation, I ain't reading it. I ain't got time. For it. <laughs> Yo, you be having some people. They be writing four page letters. I be like, ain't nobody finna read all this. No, you better no. put parts of it in different comments. And <laughs> my whole boy be commenting when he sees something long like that. He be like, cliff notes, please. <laughs> <laughs> Because I'm not gonna read it. Right, you like want to argue? Nope. Well, y'all, it was great tonight. We appreciate everybody in the comments. Um, we will see y'all next Tuesday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Please make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Hit that notification bell down there. Like and comment on the episode. Share this with your people. Let the folks know if you want to be a guest on the. Breaking Barriers podcast, let us know. Send us a DM or inbox. If you have a topic you want us to talk about, a video you want us to talk about, send it to us and we'll be glad to talk about it. And we will see y'all next Tuesday. Y'all don't be out here cutting up. No drinking and driving, okay? Yes. We're out. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Bye.